Hello everyone, welcome back to Remote Radio Week 10. <laughs> um, yeah, would you believe it? It feels like we're in full summer. Um, <laughs> we are. It's hot and sticky. How's everyone feeling? Donald. Oh, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm enjoying um, the great outdoors on my terrace um, as I do things. And, you know, I love warm weather. Love, love, love it. So it's all quite good. Um, I feel somewhat less anxious than I have of late. It's fine. Everything's fine. I love the warm. So I'm good. <laughs> And you've got some outdoor space, which is... I'm, I'm lucky and privileged. Gillian, <laughs> how are you doing? How's your week been? I'm very good, thank you. The days are rolling into each other. I go out in the early morning because I can't do the 12 o'clock heat. I love everything. Everything's good for me. Selfishly, it's all good. Excellent. Malcolm, how are you doing? How's your... <laughs> Um, I, I've, I've been feeling quite nicely um, chilled, really, um, and, and for me, fairly laid back. Uh, so I've quite enjoyed that. Uh, but really, the first thing that should be mentioned is that today is um, International Rosie Day, International Tea Day. Do you know that? No one knows that. You're all looking blankly at me. It's International Cappuccino Day. So... I didn't even know such a day existed. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Overnight. And seeing as it is, I'll drink to that a glass of water. Yeah. Thank <laughs> 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 Can't hear you. What's yeah. that? Yeah, that green absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Hi, Steph. How are you? How's your week been? Um, I'm good actually. Um, my week's been good. Um, yeah, just had a really good week. I'm just, I don't know, it doesn't make much of a difference, I'd say, with the weather because I'm in a flat, so I still go out. The only thing is, going for our walks now, the parks are absolutely packed, so I don't know how we can social distance in busy parks. But um, yeah, otherwise, things are good. And actually, um, it's also International Meditation Day today, so there's two different oh my days. Word. Well, meditation go quite well together, so yeah, can <laughs> have a go at both. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, Antonia, how are you? How's your week been? Good. It's been good. Been very busy. Done. Um, um, not a, a, a video one this morning, but a telephone one. Everybody's feeling much more better, so yeah, it's been quite good. Uh, the sun is is fa fantastic, but I can't stay in it for too long. Yeah, it's been Are good. You with so many people being outside, you... yes, especially in front of me. But it's quiet now. You can still see some people just chilling and sitting on the grass. Yeah. Great. So pretty positive all round, it feels like. The warm weather and the sort of slight relaxation has brought on some good good vibes. Mm -hmm. um, so Gillian suggested 
we were well, it was a kind of co co-production on the topic um <laughs> uh so what we were thinking about is um the idea that social change is of, often happens when young people mobilize and get together and try and change things and um i guess Gillian was specifically talking about young people in the 60s you just want to talk about the documentary or um, why you thought of the topic you're muted by the way if you want to unmute yourself yeah want me to repeat what i said i watched a documentary and i thought it was going to be a good documentary about social unrest in the 60s they just said one sentence about how the use of the time changed the class structure in the UK. And then I thought about what's happening under COVID-19. And I thought, did anything really change? Discuss. So why do you think, I mean, young people in the 60s, I, I would have thought of lots of, um, things shifting but I wouldn't have necessarily pinpointed changes in class structure and and think that the young people I wonder what that would I'll just I'll just come in there that's what the documentary said so that's what made me think that's the only thing that they said about the 60s really yeah so, mm. for those who lived through the 60s um, yeah, do you know what? Can I, can I interject? I didn't, God, I can hear a lot of noise in my background actually. I, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't even born in the 60s. But it's so interesting you're saying that, Gillian, because actually um, I follow a lot of, um, a friend of mine who studies Chinese, um, Chinese medicine and elements as well. So he's looking at the changes that are happening now. So this is the start of this uh, alleged like a 12 year cycle in Chinese medicine, the way that they look at time. And actually this year is equivalent to 1960 because time is going to be speeding up, but also the change, we're now moving into a different age we've just come out of. According to how they think, we've just come out of this consumer age, which is where everybody's buying things, they're damaging the earth, they're not looking after anything. And now they're going to start moving into a, a higher kind of more spiritual age or an age of being, I think, a bit more compassionate for each other and other things. And I just think that's really interesting you said that, actually. I'm still trying to get my head around that because obviously I wasn't here in the 60s. But, um, yeah, interesting start. Someone else will can just take it over. Who knows? <laughs> well, I, I'll talk just a little bit about, about my memories. I was a child I'm a child of the 60s. I was born in 1957. And uh, I still remember, uh, I remember many events and the tenor of the times uh, based on what was in the magazines on television, what was talked about in school, Vietnam War, uh, flower power rebellion, drug culture, et cetera, et cetera. And, and my, my usual statement about why I didn't retain as much of my uh, Polish heritage is because when when the country was exploding, so was my family, and I didn't I didn't get I didn't get those traditional things that I might have gotten. But I remember it as a as a tumultuous and and to a kid quite an exciting time 
And looking back on it, I, I and probably others could say this as well. Uh, looking back on it, it that that level of rebellion and excitement it got dampened down considerably by the 80s and 90s. And so it's quite interesting to hear that in according to the did you say Chinese medicine? Yeah. Yeah. A new age, you know, because I'm still I'm still grooving on the age of Aquarius. So I would love to know what this new age <laughs> new age will be. Um, does it have a name? Is it? Is it <laughs> you know what? I can't remember, but I can forward the links to Lucia and then she can share it with you afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's that's my um, uh, it's less about class and more about um, I mean, it still is about class. But in America, that's not such such a big thing. But it was a, a time of what is fermentation and fomentation, I think. So, Gillian, I'm just thinking about this class thing. Maybe it was because uh, in specifically relevant to the UK, because there were maybe there was more interest and more opportunities for young people to get into the kind of media spotlight. So, therefore, people from different classes got kind of more attention I don't know something like that because perhaps we weren't seeing the diversity of the UK before so there was a more open opening for that maybe I'm just thinking about music and fashion and that kind of thing well okay then you just said something there you said fashion the program was about Twiggy and they were saying that fashion um, designers were no longer coming from the elites, that people were rising up on the streets from, um, from boutiques, etc., who weren't classical by any means, who weren't upper class. So even in the fashion sphere, class was being done away with. But was it? Was it really done away with? I don't know any answers. I'm just wanting to explore. And how they did a, a programme and missed out so much, but happened to put that one statement in. Maybe they were just trying to make Twiggy look intellectual. <laughs> Maybe. Um, There's something going on at the moment, of course, which um, can confirm that education is still very classist, and we know that um, well-known universities have, are having quotas now bringing in people from working-class backgrounds. At the moment, in mainly in Hackney, but around the UK, um, is anti-university program a festival where it's saying that because education was so classes was so for middle and upper class that anti-university is an opportunity for anybody from any class specifically lower classes to come and promote something they want to talk about or install or educate other people with so they're saying that universities are very class we know that Things haven't really changed education either. Now we're seeing it under COVID, where so many children do not have access to Wi-Fi and therefore can't be part of the level up that's supposed to be happening. Mm. I'm just thinking, sort of. Uh, go back. Oh, sorry, Malcolm, did you want to say something? Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking. I, um, I think the sixties were an incredible time of um, young people. Um, I, I suppose mostly what we now call baby boomers, um, mm. starting movements, uh, 
all, all over the, all over in, in many many countries in the 60s and i think they encompassed all sorts of things i mean including uh, things that already been mentioned but also uh, race uh, environment um, equality uh, freedom both sexual and and, and other things um, uh, there was the second wave of um, of feminism in the 60s i mean there, there were all sorts of movements going on by young people in the 60s. We may have not been uh, the leaders. I mean, our, ours was, was much more to do with, uh, uh, as you mentioned, fashion and you know, the Beatles and maybe some music. But actually, really, we, we, most, most of the movements that, that happened, serious political movements that happened over here, really emanated from America. Uh, and Germany and various other countries. May huh? And France with May 68, which was a, a massive thing. Yes, yes. Oh. I mean, there were, there, were, there were some extraordinary things, extraordinary uh, marches uh, by, by, by young people um, uh, of, of all colours um, that happened. Um, now, it may be that uh, some of my generation um, sold out at a certain point, which is what... Um, 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 getting married and having children uh, and, and, and going and living in the suburbs does to people. Uh, but actually, they made headway in all sorts of ways that we've, in my opinion, that we've benefited by in, um, today. Yeah, I mean, lots of things. Um, they, may, they may have been cut off. They may not have actually gone to the, the nth degree. They may have actually not succeeded in everything. But my God, they really had a bash at just about everything. Um, you know, if you talk about environment today, you know, and, and other movements today, you think it just started a few years ago. It didn't start in the 60s. Nearly every movement today started in the 60s, I believe. Um, and to a, to, to a large extent, succeeded. Um, they may have been chopped off a little bit of the knees by a, a, few, a few things, but um, no, I have great admiration for the 60s. The fluffiness is part of it of, as well, of course. You know, the flowers in the ear and, 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 some, and some good music and, and, and taking drugs, of course, is part of it. But, the, but come on, you, you know, you didn't expect the sort of teenagers, my generation at that time, to just be involved in, in marching for good causes and right on things and, 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 and politics. Uh, there were, you had to have fun things as well. Uh, but those fun things didn't uh, weren't, weren't negative on, in the long term, um, except for the people that got addicted to heroin. Um, yeah, you know, there were casualties in every movement. Uh, but I think young people did some amazing things in the 60s, yeah. We, and we benefit from it today. So what about... Let's think of, uh, about the moment when each of you were in that sort of early 20s time when it's the time when you're kind of thinking of you know being involved in something and 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 so what you know I, I'm just thinking back to so for me um my peers I mean it was a kind of rave era that's what we were doing we were kind of having parties outside and um you know the sort of mid to uh, late 90s and politically it was all about um you know I guess there was a lot of stuff around 
environment and race, but I don't think we were politically that engaged, to be honest, by my generation. That's right. Uh, You're right. So, and I'm just thinking about young people now. I mean, it's interesting that with the climate crisis, we're kind of relying on young people again, kind of bring up that conversation and, and make things happen. So that kind of feels like that's normal. Like it should be the voices of young people that are shifting because it's their future. But is there enough? Are they doing enough? Like are young people mobilizing enough now? Antonia, you, a big sigh from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will ever match the 60. I think poignantly, um, Malcolm put it, that was just incredible because people from diaspora, they were coming in into this country for, you know, better life and, you know, to make things for themselves, though things have changed, but that momentum, that, that, that feeling, if you're going to, to United Kingdom, you know, it, it was really incredible. And I say, you know, those are my salad days, and it was fun. But I, I'm really, you know, uh, on retrospection, I think I didn't take enough. I was thinking of my parents that if I flunk exams, what will I do? You know, because they were banking on me doing well. But every time I don't see one Saturday, there is no match. Uh, we shall overcome a punk rocker with flower in my air or something like that. It was really fun. And nothing like that can ever match that, that period. You know, people coming from everywhere, you know, coming to, to United Kingdom. Uh, that's my perspective. It was good days. Good days, good times. You know, uh, I can still see my friends saying, are you coming to this match? We shall overcome. Uh, all the things, all the, the changes, changes, good changes that happened, happened in the 60s. You know, uh, class was not something, maybe because I was not born here, was not something, uh, you know, it's just a new horizon, a, a new beginning, a new... You know, I can give you so many words to, to say how I feel. I've never felt like that again. You know, the, uh, the 60s was a thundering good, good time, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and young, old, everybody were ready to participate and to change the world. They wanted to change the world. And music played an important, a pivotal role in, in what I'm talking about because it brought people together. And, you know, before I came here, I know few songs of the Beatles before I came here because it was all over. So coming and being in a place where they came, it was incredible. And college life, university life was great. You know, because everybody, it's, it, it seems as if, you know, Britain was trying to not to lose what they have uh, 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 got with, with the, the colo colonial 
um, countries that they wanted them to come here and, and to see how life can be better. It, it, it's a different matter when you come, but you know, it was really good. You can negate the, the, the importance of what the 60 did uh, in, in people in my life, like my life, you know, um, freedom for one thing. And in, if people were genuinely, genuinely, they genuinely care. Uh, and, and it was good times, good times. I'm going to be a bit controversial. <laughs> so what about, I mean, there are, there are some opinions going around that, mm-hmm. that baby boom, the people who took advantage of the opportunities, because we can't deny that, you know, young people in the 60s had lots of job opportunities. There was a lot of, a lot available. Their education was free that, you know, there were, you could, you could go to marches, have fun, and you knew you were going to get a job. It was, there wasn't that kind of struggle to get employment that happened later in the 80s, in the 90s, and 2000s. And lots of, I mean, there are opinions that would say the baby boomers have been a bit selfish and used up a lot of those opportunities and those resources and haven't really allowed the next generation to take advantage of what they created and they are still in places of power and still have a lot of those the the kind of jobs that were you know created at that time and haven't kind of made way for up and coming generations i'm just putting it out there it is something that is said um so i just wonder how you feel well, I, 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 think that, I think that's true. There's no question about it. In the 60s, it was easier to get a job. But, but I mean, that's, that's not controversial. That's just a fact. Uh, you know, I had, I had three jobs in a year. I didn't even apply. I walked into mm-hmm. two of them. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, of course it was. Yes. No one's going to possibly deny that. Um, going on about it, though, is a bit, what's the point? We know. That's a fact. Uh, but how about now? Now, what is controversial, and you're quite right, and you've heard about it quite a, quite a bit in the last few years or longer, about how we, how people of my generation in positions of power, I mean, I'm not quite sure, you see, I understand the argument, I'm not quite sure about what my generation should have done to make it better for your generation. I'm not quite sure, I mean, I've really thought about this in the past, in my own head, Certainly, I don't have a lot of power, and, I, and certainly, I don't have uh, a, a lot of money, and I don't possess things. Does that make me a minority? Because in reality, if we think about it, there's nothing much I could have hand down. There's nothing else I could give to your generation, mm. other than what's in my head. Oh, you've so, got in a lot to give. <laughs> no, but, you, but but you know what I mean, Lucia. So yeah, yeah. I, I have to think you're talking. You and other people that have a, of that opinion are talking about people in positions of political power mm-hmm. which actually political, yeah? uh, people who have you know who take up a and lot wealth. of space and have wealth yeah exactly what do you mean space what do you mean space um so perhaps because people are healthier because they're living longer they they yeah. kind of, um you know are still sure. jobs that they've always had so they're not kind of opening up those positions perhaps for 
They so, must... so what should happen to them? I don't what, know. What, what should those old people do? Give up their job because yeah. they're 65 uh, or just die? Or but, but, I, I, Listen, I'm, I'm really not being cynical for the sake of it I, because I do understand the argument and I do understand how difficult it is. Exactly that position, you know, they're still in the jobs that they had. Um, yeah. So should they be given the sack? Right. That's a straight question. Yeah. yeah? I don't know. Would that make a young generation feel better? No. <laughs> it's a tricky one. There's more people on the planet. Yeah. We've got to manage it. Antonia? Yes. I think, you know, yes, you're right that uh, they, people are thinking they don't have enough opportunity like before. But that is not, uh, the, you know, that is not uh, the fault of older people like me. You know, I, I will give you an example. When people came from the diaspora, from West Indies, from Africa, and they came to work here, they, they, they had skills that they've already had before they left. And they came here and they had to do menial jobs, like the hospitals and all the rest of it. And I can look at it in a negative way that the children, the second generation of, of, of these people, were either being criminalized or, 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 or put in, in institution and they did not. You know, it's like this dream that we have, how could it go haywire? Yes, and, and you know where I put it? I put it at the foot of the, of the politicians. You see, older people cannot. They, they divide and they rule. You know, this planet is big enough for every one of us. If Mrs. Thatcher didn't flog all the silvers and, and sell all those, those houses and, 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 and give it to people for nothing, and then when they get the, the, the houses, they, they lose their job and they come back to square one. Look, it's the, the people that we put in power, they are not fit for, to be in that power because they have their own agenda. If you want to change it, change the, 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 the composition of people who are going in parliament. Who will be, be for the people? There are loads of things. It's not about us old people. I will stand up and say, I've worked hard, and I intend to live long. By God's grace, I intend to live long. But, it, but my, my grandchildren, my children, I told them the same thing. The only way you can go up is, is by education because nobody can take that away from you. If they don't want you here, you can go anywhere in the world as long as you have that certificate. It's not about old people. It's about the, 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 the caliber of people we put in power that are not doing the right thing. They are too parochial in their attitude they are too, you know, insular in their, in, in their outlook. They, we, we play politics all the time. You know, now they, they flog all the things. And now you, you're saying something about uh, they don't have the opportunity. When their parents, you know, die, in my road, when all people were the ones living in here, and when they die, because their children, they've moved away, what do they do? They don't say to the council, you take, we will sell you back this house to go back into the stock. They come and they make money out of it. And that, those houses, they were flogged. 
Now, you, you pay something for 16,000 pounds for a, a flat, and now it's three or 400,000 pounds. That, that, that is not old people that are doing it. Those old people, they have gone. Mm. But their children, they are perpetuating that existence. So it, it, it's not about me. I, I, you know, I tell my grandchildren, you, if you want to make it, do educational-wise, do what you can. You, they, we, we're doing so many horrible things. The people don't care. And they're playing, you know, this politics of divide and rule. That's what they're doing. Thanks. The, the, blame, the blame goes right in their own door. Their door, Lucia. Donald, you, you, uh, you had... A... I'm thinking about a lot of things. And, and in my usual uh, collage fashion, uh, I'll just share some of the stuff. Maybe it will lead to other trails of thought. Um, I'm uh, referencing the 60s. I'm, I feel there was a lot to fight for back then. Somewhere along the line, line of, of time and history and culture, that that stuff to fight for became less intense and less pronounced. It's back though. I do think it's back and I think that's a good thing. So how do we, you know, what's the, what's the hip hop song? Fight the power. You've got to fight the power. Um, yeah, just I, where to take that fight. Um, I'm also thinking about, about Malcolm, you're saying that you, you know, what have you got to offer? I think you've got the wisdom of experience in living. Exactly, exactly. And, and about the, as a professional journalist, I've, I've, I know I, I don't, I don't have to make room for the up and coming generation, but I yeah. have, and I've mentored artists and makers, and you know, done my bit to champion people, and and why not? Because it's the, it's, it is the given. It'll come back to you syndrome. Uh, that, that I try and practice in my own little sphere. And, and maybe that's because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, now that I'm, I'm unemployed and what am I going to go back to as a journalist? Do I even want to blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking about legacy and you know, what I'm, what, what I leave the people that I know and the people in my family, my daughter, my grandchildren, but what do I contribute to and leave society? So I'm thinking about legacy. I'm thinking about responsibility have I be behaved responsibly toward others, toward the planet, toward myself, you know, that kind of thing? Uh, I grew up in, I was 20 in 1977, so I was the perfect age for Saturday Night Fever. I, you know, I'm a disco child. And, uh, oh, the punk then? Not, not a punk, no, no, very much not a punk, uh, not in my nature to do that. Uh, I think punk was probably more rebellious, but, and I wasn't a drug taker either, so I, you know, in some ways I was quite repressed and, and I've spent my whole life trying to free myself from the shackles of family and, mm -hmm. and the, the, the tumble of love and hate and, and problems and, and all of that. So I didn't, I always regarded myself as not a very much a political person, a, not so much of a political animal. As I've aged, I've, I've become angrier, uh, and, and, and I, as I've said before in, in these meetings, I, I, I think anger is a really good motivator. It can yes. be. It doesn't eat you up. And, mm -hmm. and so things to be angry about um, are really important. And that's maybe one little nub of where, where change can come, even if, if, if on a person-to-person -person or grassroots level. 
in in the United States in little old Minneapolis. I did I did some protest stuff back when um, uh, about drugs and and AIDS and ACT UP. I did a little bit of of ACT UP activism. I remember actually being in a march on a street through the downtown area and seeing police charging past me and people in front of me getting you know pulled away. Nobody took me. It's like I was not that I wanted to be, but I was like, am I? Am I? I just found that kind of fascinating to see people being shunted off and 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 hauled away, and and yet I kept on walking forward. It's like I was in some funny bubble, and then and then just other other what? So unthreatening. Well, maybe that's it. But you know, it's it's partly about you know just uh, on a on a character level because I saw so much discord between my parents, I always wanted to make nice. And mm. sometimes those who want to make nice don't know how to assert themselves. So, mm. but I had a drive and I had an ambition to do things. And part of it was how much culture fed me and, and how much I wanted to, to feast at the table and, and, and share my you know, reactions to that feasting. So, uh, I've, I've, I've gone off on various tangents, but I guess the, the major thing would be about what, you know, what, oh, capitalism. That's what I also wanted to say, because based on what Antonio was saying, capitalism has a lot to answer for, but then I'm, <laughs> I'm the recipient of it. So how do, how do I, as a, somebody with, you know, socialist tendencies living in a capitalist system, how do I function and negotiate? And lastly, Lucia, I'd like to know from you, what, as the younger generation, what would you have wanted from we potentially culpable old timers? Mm. What, what did we hand you? Yeah, I mean, personally, I haven't had this. This hasn't been my discourse. It's not I haven't had a problem. Um, I, I don't feel like I've been able to carve my own place. So I, I don't feel like um, I've wanted um you know my parents generation to kind of move out of the way particularly but i do know that people who are a little bit younger than me especially people who are trying to own a home and trying to kind of get have, start a family and um get you know a kind of steady job are finding it incredibly difficult because you know that is just not accessible that you know, that kind of dream. But then my thought is, well, maybe that was a dream that was available. You know, that was the kind of what we were sold in the 50s that you did, right? You bought a house, you had a family, you got your kind of uh, well-paid job and, you know, you got your pension. And that that was the kind of, and, and that stuck. And I just don't think that's realistic anymore as a as an ambition so maybe we just need to change you know have a different dream perhaps realistic but, maybe not so relevant i don't know well i just don't think it's just looking at the possibilities very few people can actually do that now uh well, it's just not it's just not feasible if you look at how much things cost in relation to people's salaries they just can't you, a, a teacher can no longer afford a house for their family on one salary. That used to be possible. It's just not anymore. So that's mm. out of the question. 
And, and that, that, that's, that's absolutely correct. But when I was growing up as a young boy, I mean, with other baby boomers, they were living in poverty. Exactly. I mean, I didn't, I mean no one else... Had, the circumstances of society at the time, yeah. no one helped. No one... There wasn't a magic thing that did away with that. So by the time baby boomers got to the 60s, you're absolutely right. Things did change. And in a way... It's like we're blaming people rather than how society changes. I mean, why don't I blame a young generation for, oh, my God, they're so bloody lucky. They, when they came out of the womb, they knew about technology. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang mm-hmm. on. Yes. I resent that. I mean, it's like just because my generation benefited from X, Y, and Z, and now 40 years later, uh, a young generation sees that my generation or many of my generation um, uh, are not handing it back because they, a young generation are so unlucky not to have it. Well, maybe they should think of other generations that didn't have. I mean, baby boomers didn't, did not have when they were growing up. Circumstances and society said, yeah, okay, now things, you, it's easier to get a job because this is happening and that's happening. And so they were lucky, absolutely. But young people are lucky to have been brought up with technology and various other things that my generation didn't know. I mean, I was confused with technology completely and still am. I mean, I was just trying to do a bank thing this week. I thought I knew about technology, but, you know, so I'm thinking... Oh, bloody youngsters, they're so lucky. But they're not lucky, and I'm not lucky. It's circumstances and what happens, how, how society changes. There are benefits. What and I was the- trying to say is that we've been, oh. from that baby boomer moment, we've been sold it's kind of <laughs> this dream that we have to have that lifestyle, and maybe that, that was, you know, right. that was made, that was created, that was society enabled that, but I just don't think, but sold to you by whom? But, but, but you see, we have, you know, this generation have got so much opportunities. Who can work at home before? In the 60s, you have to go to work. You go to factories. You go to, you know, you got to get out of your house. You cannot be, now you got so many millionaires without not creating anything. Without not creating, Zuckerman is a billionaire. He didn't create anything. You know, I'm so proud of my generation. And, and it's what we have built on, on that they are enjoying. But they don't want to, they, 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 they delusional to say we didn't give anything. Mm-hmm. We created a, a platform for them to be able to be where. They have too much. You know, they're thinking we had too much. No, people have to graft. People have to do two jobs to keep what they, people have to do menial jobs to get to see that there is food on the table. Why? Because they want this, the next generation to be better than their own. So when they, they're mourning, they should get up and say, well, these are opportunities for us. And we can make something out of it, not looking bad and saying, oh, they had it so good. No, we didn't have it so good. There were, like Malcolm said, there was so much poverty, but people never look at it. People came from where they had, in their comfort zone, they came to this place to make a better life. And they found that it was a lie. It was a lie. 
It's just, it's, it, let us put it where it's supposed to be, you know. And if we do not, if we keep on going around the circle or uh, around the, the, the parameter and say, oh, this is what, there should be a, a, a sit down and a really, really discussion about what we're going, because politicians are selling us lies about what is successive ones, not only labor or, or, or conservative. They, Miss, Mr. Blair, when he says, says education, 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 and then you, you bring, you, bring uh, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? University fees for it. You, this generation has got enough opportunity. You can stay at home. I'm doing work. People are followed, but they are doing work at home. They, they can do anything wherever because technology has given them that opportunity. You could create anything you want to. You could be your own boss. In my time, you can't be your own boss. You, 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 you must be, I do not know, not many entrepreneurs that time. You understand? So I, I, I think they should just stop mourning and, and try and do the best there will always be opportunities for people and they should just look at it and find that opportunity and try to put an investment into that bank account that we're talking about. Bank account of what other generation coming after them to be able to, to, to uh, you know, take part in and, and enjoy. Because we did put something in for, for people of this generation. If they don't see it, it's really, really sad. I want to hear from Hyacinth because you've got two sons and, you know, you're a mum. So I'm just wondering, like, how, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing a new generation into the world. How, are you, how do you feel about the kind of these... Uh, about what you're yeah. Do you know what? There's so much that I actually agree with on both sides. But then also when, um, it was, um, when Antonio was speaking as well and Donald, I was thinking... It sounds, we know actually it's politicians and just the way the system is. And I know obviously people, the, the young people do have more opportunities, but I'm just thinking, even when I'm looking at my 21 year old, I'm thinking all he's doing is having to keep going and work with agencies because he gets paid more than if he gets a job. And he's been looking for a job for the last three years, like a permanent job. It's just agency, agency, agency. And I'm thinking, on top of that, obviously he doesn't have housing. I don't have money for him to ever get a property. Um, he cannot go on the housing list because he's a single young man. He's not a pregnant young girl. And I'm thinking, oh my God, so he's got to live with me even if he doesn't want to and wants to become independent. So it just feels like there's so many barriers for him as a young black man. I'm just like, oh my God, it's so hard because he's tra he actually is trying hard, he's getting work, but it's obviously not steady enough. And, and I said to him personally, I would have preferred him to be in university, but for him, he's like saying, but mum, why do I want to come out with £35,000 debt and I might not even get the jobs that I want anyway? It's better I work now, try and make some money, and then if he wants to go into university, then he does that. Because he went up to get, he got enough qualifications to get into university, but... I think he's seen that his friends 
I mean, some of them are in their last year, but we know people who came out and never used their degree. Even I came out of university with debt. We was one of the first to come out with debt and never, ever used that um, Bachelor of Science degree at all, ever. And I just think, oh, my God, it's so tricky because I can really understand that the, the generations of, yeah, older people did. But also, when you first made that um, statement this year, I was thinking also, thinking back to myself, because I used to be like one marching on the streets in like the early 90s. So I'm 48. And I used to be really like rebellious, like very anti-government and stuff it all because it didn't feel like everything was equal for people. And... Um, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, some of the jobs that I had when I was younger were men who'd literally had organisations and it was say like them, but what they were doing was making sure that they're funneling family members into positions and not being opening it out to the public and, and that kind of thing. I really saw a lot of that and that was like everywhere. That was like a travel agency I was working in. I remember applying for jobs in the High Courts of Justice when I wanted to get into obviously um, that kind of work because I studied criminal justice and being offered really low ranking, the lowest actually admin role you could get when I was more than qualified for actual middle um, officer mm. role. And I just thought all of that stuff, just saw it. Like if you didn't fit in, obviously I was a hackney girl, wanted to work in, in that kind of environment. And obviously you get background checks, but you know, people still assume maybe there's crime in the family or all kinds of rubbish. <laughs> I'm just thinking... Oh my God, I can really see all sides of your arguments. And Donald, actually, with all of your points, was so useful as well. I'm just like, I'm more confused now with the question than I was at the beginning. <laughs> it's got more questions than answers. You can't say one thing about um, equality. It's never equal. Uh, mm. There are always the haves and the have-nots, and it's always some sort of continuum of... Uh, my daughter, she, she was born in 1981, so she, she's approaching 40 now. And uh, watching her in uh, high school, and she went through, she's got a lot of psycho-emotional issues, blah, 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 but she's gotten through a lot of them. And, but I, I did look at her and think, uh, make it, made a sweeping thought about her generation, that she, she was somebody who uh, kind of took things for granted uh, about not paying dues, whereas I feel... Mm -hmm my generation knew about paying dues or at least I knew about paying dues. I knew I had to pay. And by paying dues, I don't mean the early dues came to a union, but you know what I mean? The, the phrase yeah. about, I needed mm -hmm. to put in, as Antonia, you said that hard graft. I needed to invest that time to work my way toward whatever I mm -hmm. thought I was working toward. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I just opportunities, dues paying, lack of equality. It's, uh, it's, just the fact of, of yeah. living. I mean, it is, it, 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 it's very easy just sometimes to think in black and white terms about social issues. Um, and oh. it's, very, it's very rarely the truth. Um, and that's as much our problem as it is politicians. Um, uh, but I, I must admit, I mean, the fact that the sixes has come up, I, I, I keep thinking of more and more things that I was aware of at the time that young people, Forget the fact they were baby boomers. It's to do with young people, really, because young people are always the future. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what, what, what was my generation or any other generation. Uh, it, it's young people are the people that can have the potential, even in hard times. Of course, it's harder today than it, than it was in the 60s. 
But it, it, it's them that really you have to rely on because they're the ones that will move things forward. I mean, if you actually just think of, of course, we're aware of this, but I don't think we're reminded of it often enough. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I've talked about the different movements going on in the 60s. And that is not to say that most of us actually took part in it and actually did it. Yeah. We, for many of us, it was just we heard about it, we got the vibe, we, we, we watched television, we heard the radio, a word of mouth. Um, uh, and, you know, I mean, marches and stuff like that. Uh, eventually, you even for many of us, people like me, really only got involved in any sense via music, young music, strangely enough. So you had different ways into the understanding of what the movements were all about and what people were trying to do. But an awful lot of us did nothing. We just knew about it. We just uh, was aware of what was going on. But we really shouldn't forget things like uh, the movement of uh, young people actually stopped, basically were responsible for, for getting the Vietnam War stopped. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. we shouldn't forget things that important. Um, uh, I, I mean, young people are responsible for actually affecting the politicians in America. I mean, I, I believe if it wasn't for young people, Nixon would, would not have been um, kicked out of office. I mean, they're major things that young people were able to do and got together well, in, all over the world to actually do. Uh, the whole, uh, the, the coloured issue, I mean... <laughs> The, the black issue in America and, and what happened um, uh, in terms of equality is a vast thing that young people do, were responsible for doing, I believe. And I do in my heart believe that young people, given the opportunity, and maybe when, if, if after this is all over and society readjusts itself in a new sort of way, um, because there's clearly going to be adjustments. And I, I mean, the one thing that entered my mind this week uh, walking along one day was that there must be, for most people, a new sense of awareness. Uh, because I feel that's walking around now. Um, and if I, I feel that if things at some point in the future are made, whether it be housing or jobs, are made a little bit easier for, for young people to get into. And I understand what Hyacinth's saying. Of course, the problems of the work for youngsters is incredibly difficult. But if it, when it does become a little easier, if it's going to be young people that are going to make the, the, the changes and the difference in society. They really are. And one very final thing, I think that Donald should get a part in hair. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh man, you could do them all. I'll, 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 I'll just distribute myself. I'll do one. I'll learn all the parts. <laughs> Absolutely. Harmony and understanding. Well, it's like, listen, it's either that or the Rocky Horror Show. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have both though, right? Well, I don't know. Knowing you, I think you could do all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we are absolutely relying on young people around climate change. They are the movers. Yeah. Of yeah. And that's completely, you know, that's right. And I think that, that that's been incredible seeing how, you know, mobilized mm. and it's very young people, well, you know, it's children even. Well, so, they, they took it up, Lucia. Yeah. Yeah. They had examples. They had very good examples, again, from the 60s. Sure. Mm. But and, and actually further back, because that's something I'm noticing with young people, they're actually relating an awful lot 
um, to people uh, of my generation of, what, of before the 60s, uh, in the 50s and, and, and the 40s, when people were living in, in, in bad conditions. It seems to be there is a minority of very young people that are beginning to understand that, and they're getting it from their grandparents. And many of them are coming back to Hackney. And their grandparents are saying, what are you going to Hackney for? That's terrible. But the kids know, actually, they're making a difference. Now expand that feeling. And yeah, absolutely, they're on their way. So I'm just time. Um, has anyone got anything they want to add before we leave? Yes. Um, I'm just thinking you, you used the phrase, Malcolm, making a difference. And you know, maybe maybe I, I'm, I'm uh, deluding myself that I have a little bit of the, the elixir of youth in me, but, <laughs> but I still think it's possible to make a difference. And I bet there was some... In, in, it doesn't matter about the age because change can still happen and we can still fight stuff and we can still work toward the environment. And, and, you know, I just wanted to, to fly the flag of, of, uh, of the mature uh, people as well. And what, what we're still capable of and not being put on the sh need, no need to put anybody on a shelf because we can still do things and 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 motivated i think i i if i didn't believe that i i would be a really soggy sorry sort of person oh oh donald i'm sorry my man i'm still waiting to become mature <laughs> That's, what a great reason to keep <laughs> oh dear you're emerging no. all your life malcolm <laughs> no. For for me, uh, I I have such admiration for young people these days. Uh, never mind what the media is feeding us with. Never mind the little bit of people saying, "Oh yes, the, the older ones never had it so good." That is an agenda of some people. Ordinarily, I've got a, a twenty-something-year-old in my house. She's gone to university, you know, and we thank God she's got a job. She's, she's been followed and all the rest of it. Why don't we take the dictum of, of people in, in, in Europe? You know, in France, my brother lives in France. He had a house. And uh, when he got older, because he, he aged to retire, he, he left it, he, he sold it and said to his children, this is what you have got. You know, you can go and find but you see, they don't think renting is something bad in Europe. You understand? They don't think so. They, you know, is here, we say Englishman is his home. The home of an English is his home. And we put so much credence on that. If we, you know, look at other places where it's not, it's not about the accumulation of world where you could see brick and mortar. Like Malcolm is saying, he thinks he doesn't have more to give. you got plenty of things to give. All your experiences and, and Mark, you know, and Donald too, all those experiences, you can give it to this generation and to say this is it. Because that you cannot buy with money. So mm -hmm. I say don't give up, just continue to, to, to to encourage him, you yeah. know, and he will find his own niche. He will find his own place, you know. Yeah. Don't worry about what the media is saying. They, they always like to hype up things. They, they, mm -hmm. they, they, 
just the same like politicians. They want to feed us whatever, but you know the truth. You know your, yeah. your child's potential. You, you know it's going to just continue to speak into his life that he's going to do well. You know, my, yeah. my son, my granddaughter who lives with me, I lost my son because of these things we're saying. He lost, he's, he's gone. But look at it. Out of that mess, there is a message for me. You see, so I'm looking, I'm always optimistic. So, mm. I, you know, these people going back and saying this and that, they should be looking forward and say, what can we do to make it a better? Because everybody will be accountable for what we have done in this place. We, you know, history, how is it going to, to treat us? How is it going to write about us, what we did? Mm. So the, the 60s yeah. is not something to look back and say, oh, they had it so good. It's something where a breeding block, building block to, to, for this generation to be able to stand. Because the, mm -hmm. honestly, they did a lot of things, a lot of sacrifices, especially people from the diaspora. We, we, a lot of sacrifices for, for the generation to come. So all is not lost as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All is not lost. You yeah. look at the positive side of things. Mm. You do. And, and actually, um, I think for me, I mean, the sixes have always been, um, I don't know, something I think about. And my son is very in, much into vintage and some of the stuff he's listening to is from the 50s and 60s music. He has um, yeah, very different taste in ways, yes. actually. Yes, yes. But I just think then there was a sense of community and that sense of community feels like a lot of that has gone, but I feel like mm -hmm. now after mm -hmm. this time, during this time especially, and afterwards, it feels like there's going to be much more sense of oneness with everybody. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. yeah, regardless of what position they were in or not in, because so many people, like you said, have lost their jobs. So, so many people are going to have to start again or adapt or do whatever mm -hmm. else. It just feels like... Um, this is the start of maybe a global family finally yes. rather than, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I'm, he's black, I'm white, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, get rid of all that. Cause actually yes. we're all suffering the same now. So we should all um, build the same. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. Great. <laughs> I think we can end it there. Um, have a wonderful evening, everyone. Bye. Bye. The, weather and um see you next week thank you Cheers, very everyone. much bye thank you bye 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 bye, 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 bye. I'll, I'll send the information for her for um, yeah. too. Thank you. Right. yes bye. that would be very nice thank you right. okay you take care